All right, children, it's your dad. I am just got to your school a little bit early. We'll be reading Job chapter 20 through, um, okay, what is it? 20 through something. 20 through whatever I can. I'm uh, just uh, got here really early and decided to take a quick nap in the uh, back of the minivan. Power naps are so helpful for me. Oh my gosh. Let's see what's going on. I don't know. Lots of stress, I guess, still. I gotta, I gotta give things up to God more. Oh. I'm tired. Here oh. Oh. we go. Without further ado, let's just get right into it. Let's see, Job 20. Now, um, last time Job is having just these conversations back and forth with his, with his friends. And it's like we're continuing that for a bit. His friends don't know a lot. And they're idiots. They keep debating him. Um, it's, it's astonishing that the friends would, would debate him in this. Well, just stay, stay quiet. You know, remember one of my, one of my very good friends, um, he was a, he's a football coach, or he was, no, he's not, he's doing something else, but he had the star player, and he got him, he helped him get a full ride scholarship after college. Now, this kid's the youngest of, like, many children, and, um, not comes from the most academically successful household and he calls me up one day and says hey uh he's you know the kid's name he's dead or he's not dead but he's you know he's he was out in the ocean like you know swimming and and they can't find his body he just got swept up out to sea and uh me and uh one other friend went to his house and you know, he's dealing with all this trauma. And we shut our mouths. We were just there. You know, I'm not calling myself perfect. But he's brought that up quite a bit, you know, in giving sermons. Because he's, you know, he's a, he's a type of pastor. And, you know, just being somewhere without opening your mouth is all friends really need when they're going through heartache. Um, all right. Uh, last time. Job kind of ended his response to Bildad saying, my Redeemer lives, which is just a, it's a beautiful phrase, especially in the Old Testament. Chapter 20. Then Zophar the Naamite answered and said, therefore my thoughts answer me because of the haste within me. I hear censor that insults me and out of my understanding a spirit answers me. Do you not know this from of old? Uh, since man was placed on earth, that the exulting of the wicked is short, and the joy of the godless but for a moment. Though his height mount up to the heavens, and his head reach the clouds, he will perish forever like his own dung. Those who have seen him will say, Where is he? He will fly away like a dream and not be found. He will be chased away like a vision of light of the night. The eye that saw him will see him no more, nor will his place any more behold him. His children will seek the favor of the poor, 
and his hands will give back his wealth. His bones are full of his youthful vigor, but it will lie down with him in the dust. Though evil is sweet in his mouth, though he hides it under his tongue, though he is loath to let it go and holds it in his mouth, yet his food is turned into his stomach. It is the venom of cobras within him. He swallows down riches and vomits them up again. God casts him out of his belly. He will suck the poison of cobras. The tongue of a, of a viper will kill him. He will not look upon the rivers, the streams flowing with the honey and curds. He will give back the fruit of his toil and will not swallow it down from the profit of his trading. He will get no enjoyment, for he has crushed the abandoned, the poor. Uh, he has crushed and abandoned the poor. He has seized a house that he did not build. Because he knew no contentment in his belly, he will not let anything in which he delights escape him. There is nothing left after he had eaten, therefore his prosperity will not endure. In the fullness of his sufficiency, he will be in distress. The hand of everyone in misery will come against him. To fill his belly to the full, God will send his burning anger against him and rain it upon him into his body. He will flee from an iron weapon. A bronze arrow will strike him through. It is drawn forth and comes out of his body. The glittering point comes out of his gallbladder. Terrors come upon him. <sighs> I just woke up, so I'm yawning a lot. Sorry. Utter darkness is laid up for his treasures. A fire not fanned will devour him. What is left in his tent will be consumed. The heavens will reveal his iniquity, and the earth will rise up against him. The possessions of his house will be carried away, dragged off in the day of God's wrath. This is the wicked man's portion from God, the heritage decreed for him by God. A quick sip of some Mountain Dew. Basically, so his, his friend is saying, now wicked people, they do not last. God will punish them. It's a little naive. New Testament says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Maybe it's here. I don't, I don't know where I get that quote, but I know it's scripture. Uh, chapter 21. Then Job answered and said, Keep listening to my words, and let this be your comfort. Bear with me, and I will speak. And after I have spoken, mock on. As for me, is my complaint against man? Why should I not be impatient? Look at me and be appalled, and lay your hand over your mouth. When I remember, I am dismayed, and shuddering seizes my flesh. Why do the wicked live, reach old age, and grow mighty in power? Their offspring are established in their presence, and their descendants before their eyes. Their houses are safe from fear and no rod of God is upon them. Their bull breeds without fail, their cow calves, and does not miscarry. They send out their little boys like a flock, and their children dance. They sing to the tambourine and the lyre, and rejoice to the sound of the pipe. They spend their days in prosperity, and in peace they go down to Sheol. They say to God, Depart from us, we do not desire the knowledge of your ways. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what profit do we get if we pray to him? Behold, it's not their prosperity in their hand. The counsel of the wicked is far from me. How often is it that the lamp of the wicked is put out, that their calamity comes up behind them, comes upon them, that God distributes pains in his anger, that they are like the straw before the wind, and like chaff that the storm carries away? You say, God stores up their iniquity for their children. Let him pay it out to them, that they may know it, that their own eyes see their destruction, and let them drink of the wrath of the Almighty. 
For what do they care for their houses after them? When the number of their months is cut off, will any teach God knowledge, seeing that the judges, those who are on high? One dies in his full vigor, being wholly at ease and secure, his pails full of milk, and the marrow of his bones moist. Another dies in bitterness of soul, never having tasted the prosperity. They lie down alike in the dust, and the worms cover them. Behold, I know your thoughts and your schemes to wrong me. For you say, Where is the house of the prince? Where is the tent in which the wicked lived? Have you not asked those who travel the roads? And do you not accept their testimony that the evil man is spared in the day of calamity? That he is rescued in the day of wrath? Who declares his way to his face? And who repays him for what he has done? When he is carried to the grave, watch is kept over his tomb. The clouds of the valley are sweet to him. All mankind follows after him. And those who go before him are innumerable. How then will you comfort me with empty nothings? There is nothing left of your answers but falsehood. Mm. Job is not happy with his friends. Oh, gosh. Ugh. I'm tired. It feels so good to literally sleep on the floor of this minivan, guys. I can't, can't describe how how um how good it feels to just nap oh, give me a second all right chapter 22 eliphaz is going to double down <laughs> oh it's not going to help him then eliphaz the temanite answered and said can a man be profitable to god Surely he who is wise is profitable to himself. Is it any pleasure to the Almighty if you are in the right? Or is it gain to him if you make your, ba your ways blameless? Is it for your fear of him that he reproves you and enters into judgment with you? Is not your evil abundant? There is no end to your iniquities, for you have exacted pledges of your brothers for nothing, and stripped the naked of their clothing. You have given no water to the weary to drink, and you have withheld bread from the hungry. The man with power possessed the land, and... The favored man lived in it. You have sent widows away empty, and the arms of the fatherless were crushed. Therefore snares are all around you, and sudden terror overwhelms you, or darkness, so you cannot see, and a flood of water covers you. Is not God high in the heavens? See the highest stars, how lofty they are. But you say, what does God know? Can he judge through the deep darkness? Thick clouds veil him, so that he does not see, and he walks on the vault of heaven. Will you keep to the old way that the wicked men have trod? They were snatched away before their time. Their foundation was washed away. They said to God, Depart from us, and what can the Almighty do to us? Yet he filled their houses with good things, but the counsel of the wicked is far from me. The righteous see it and are glad. The innocent one mocks at them, saying, Surely our adversaries are cut off. What they left the fire has consumed. Agree with God and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. Receive instruction from his mouth and lay up the words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. If you remove injustice far from your tents. If you lay gold in the dust and gold of Ophir among the stones of the torrent bed, and then the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. For then you will delight yourself in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to him and he will hear you and you will pay your vows. You will decide on a matter and it will be established for you. And light will shine on your ways. For when they are humbled, you say, is it because of pride? But he saves the lowly. He delivers even the one who is not innocent 
who will be delivered through the clean, cleanness of your hands. So, just for some historical context, Ophir um, is a land where they got a, the Israelites got a lot of gold. And they mined it, and I think some archaeologists actually think they found Ophir in a part, I think it's a part of Syria. I can't, I'm, I'm not completely sure about this. But archaeologists have found um, artifacts that point to Israelites being really far from Israel, but in an area known to be rich in gold. And they use this gold from Ophir, oh, it's O-P-H-I-R, to melt down and, and decorate the temple. And so I, I don't know exactly the time Job existed, but certainly during a time when Ophir was known. So maybe it could have been during the time of Solomon, because Solomon was the one that built the first temple. So I'm not, I'll, I'll have to do a little bit more reading on that. Uh, I believe, yeah, it's, we'll see. I don't, I don't, I don't know at this point, but I'm pretty sure Job existed around the time of Solomon. So, but I, again, Ophir could have been well known for a thousand years before that, you know, and that's in the time of Abraham. So, uh, more instruction or more, um, reading is, is needed for that. So I apologize. I'm not fully fully versed in that. Let me just go back um, to the beginning and say author. Say, the book does not name its author. Job's an unlikely candidate because of the book's message. Okay. The other book's writing may be much later than the events recorded therein. The conclusion is based on Job's age. So after Babel, but before the contemporaneous for Abraham. So there it is. Anyways, that's not exactly an exact date, but. <sighs> we will soldier on. Chapter 23. Then Job answered and said, Today also my complaint is bitter. My hand is heavy on account of my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his seat. I would lay my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would know what he would answer me and understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me in the greatness of his power? No, he would pay attention to me. There an upright man could argue with him, and I would be acquitted forever by my judge. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there and backward but I do not perceive him. On the left hand, when he is working, I do not behold him. He turns to the right hand, but I do not see him, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. My foot has held fast to his steps. I have kept his way and have not turned aside. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my portion of food, but he is unchangeable, and who can turn him back? What he desires that he does, for he will complete what he appoints for me. And many such things are in his mind. Therefore, I am terrified at his presence. When I consider I am in dread of him, God has made my heart faint. 
The Almighty has terrified me, yet I am not silenced because of the darkness, nor because thick darkness covers my face. Why aren't, chapter 24. Why are not times of judgment kept by the Almighty, and why do those who know him never see his days? Some move landmarks, they seize flocks and pasture them, they drive away the donkey of the fatherless. They take the widow's ox for a pledge, they thrust the poor off the road, the poor of the earth, all hide themselves. Behold, like wild donkeys in the desert, the poor go out to their toil, seeking game. The wasteland yields food for their children, they gather their fodder in the field, and they glean the vineyard of the wicked man. They lie all night naked without clothing and have no covering in the cold. They are wet with the rain of the mountains and cling to the rock for the lack of shelter. There are those who snatch the fatherless child from the breast and take a pledge against the poor. They go about naked without clothing, hungry. They carry the sheaves among the olive rows of the wicked. They make oil. They tread their wine press but suffer thirst. From out of the city, the dying groan of the soul of the wounded cries for help, yet God charges no one with wrong. There are those who rebel against the light, who are not acquainted with its ways and do not stay in its paths. The murderer rises before its light, that he may kill the poor and needy, and in the night he is like a thief. The eye of the adulterer also waits for the twilight, saying, No eye will see me, and he veils his face. In the dark they dig through houses by day and shut themselves up. They do not know the light, for deep darkness is morning to all of them. For they are friends with the terrors of deep darkness. You say, Swift are they on the face of the waters. Their portion is cursed in the land. No treader turns toward their vineyards. Drought and heat snatch away the snow waters. So does Sheol, those who have sinned. The womb forgets them. The worm finds them sweet. They are no longer remembered, so wickedness is broken like a tree. They wrong the barren, childless woman, and do not do good to the widow. Yet God prolongs the life of the mighty by his power. They rise up when they despair of life. He gives them security and they are supported. And his eyes are upon their ways. They are exalted a little while and then are gone. They are brought low and gathered up like all the others. They are cut off like the heads of grain. If it is not so, who will prove me a liar and show that there is nothing in what I say? Chapter 25. Then Bildad the Shuahite answered and said, Dominion and fear are with God. He makes peace in his high heaven. Is there any number of his armies? Upon whom does his light not arise? How then can man be in the right before God? How can he who is born of woman be pure? Behold, even the moon is not bright, and the stars are not pure in his eyes. How much less man who is a maggot, and the son of man who is a worm? Chapter 26. Then Job answered and said, How you have helped him who has no power. How you have saved the arm that has no strength. How you have counseled him who has no wisdom and plentifully declared sound knowledge. With whose help have you uttered words and whose breath has come out from you? The dead tremble under the waters and their inhabitants. Sheol is naked before God. And Abaddon, Abaddon, see who's Abaddon, Abaddon is a place. And Abaddon has no covering. He stretches out the north over the void and hangs the earth on nothing. He binds up the waters in his thick clouds, and the cloud is not split under, open under them. He covers the face of the full moon and spreads over it his cloud. 
He has inscribed a circle on the face of the waters at, at the boundary between light and darkness. The pillars of heaven tremble and are astounded at his rebuke. By his power he stilled the sea. By his understanding he shattered Rahab. Um, Rahab uh, just uh, seems to be widely used to describe various things that wreck havoc. So that's not the actual woman Rahab. But, uh, by his wind the heavens were made fairer. By his hand pierced the fleeing spirit. Wait, I'm going to read that again. By his wind the heavens were made fairer. His hand pierced the fleeing serpent. Behold, these are but the outskirts of his ways. And how small a whisper do we hear of him, but the thunder of his power who can understand. So there, this is a description of uh, the Holy Spirit by his wind. Chapter 27. And Job again took his discourse and said, As God lives who has taken away my right, and the Almighty who has made my soul bitter, as long as my breath is in me and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils, my lips will not speak falsehood and my tongue will not utter deceit. Far be it from me to say that you are right. Till I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. I hold fast my righteousness and will not let it go. My heart does not reproach me for any of my days. Let my enemy be as wicked, <clears throat> and let him who rise up against me be as unrighteous. <coughs> for what is the hope of the godless when God cuts him off, when God takes away my life? Will God hear his cry when his distress comes upon him? Will he take delight in the Almighty? Will he call upon God at all times. I will teach you concerning the hand of God. What is with the Almighty I will not conceal. Behold, all of you have seen it yourselves. Why then have you become altogether vain? This is the portion of a wicked man with God, and the heritage that oppressors receive from the Almighty. If his children are multiplied, it is for the sword, and his descendants have not enough bread. Those who survive him, the pestilence buries, and his widows do not weep. Though he heap up silver like dust and pile up clothing like clay, he may pile it up, but the righteous will wear it, and the innocent will divide the silver. He builds his house like a moth's, like a booth that a watchman makes. He goes to bed rich, but will do so no more. He opens his eyes, and his wealth is gone. Terrors overtake him like a flood. In the night a whirlwind carries him off. The east wind lifts him up, and he is gone. It sweeps him out of his place. His place. It hurls at him without pity. He flees. From its power in headlong flight, it claps at him, at his, at hand. It, it claps its hand at him and hisses at him from its place. Chapter twenty-eight. Surely there is a mine for silver and a place for gold that they refine. Iron is taken out of the earth and copper is smelted from the core. Man puts an end to darkness and searches out to the farthest limit, the ore in gloom and deep darkness. He opens shafts in a valley away from where anyone lives. They are forgotten by travelers. They hang in the air, far away from mankind. They swing to and fro. As for the earth, out of it comes bread, but underneath it is turned up by the fire. Its stones are the place of sapphires, and it has dust of gold. The path no bird of prey knows, <clears throat> and the falcon's eyes have not seen it. The proud beasts have not trodden it. The lion has not passed over it. Man puts his hand to the flinty rock and overturns mountains by the roots. He cuts out channels in the rocks, and his eye sees every precious thing. He dams up the streams so that they do not trickle, 
and the thing that is hidden he brings out to light. But where shall wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its worth, and it is not found in the land of the living. The deep says it is not in me, and the sea says it is not with me. It cannot be bought for gold, and silver cannot be weighed at its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Gold and glass cannot equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewels or fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of crystal. The price of wisdom is above pearls. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. From where, then, does wisdom come, and where is the place of the understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Abaddon and death say, We have heard a rumor of it with our ears. God understands the way to it, and he knows its place. For he looks the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he gave to the wind its weight and apportioned the waters by measure, when he made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of the thunder, then he saw it and declared it. He established it and searched it out. And he said to man, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to turn away from evil is understanding. <coughs> Excuse me. The fear of the Lord. Chapter 29, and we'll end with this chapter. And Job again took up his discourse and said, Oh, that I were as in the months of old, as in the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone upon my head, and by his light I walked through darkness, as I was in my prime, when the friendship of God was upon my tent, when the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were all around me, when my steps were washed with butter, and the rock poured out for me streams of oil. When I went out to the gate of the city, when I prepared my seat in the square, the young men saw me and withdrew, and the aged rose and stood. The princes refrained from talking and laid their hand on their mouth. The voice of the nobles was hushed, and their tongue stuck to the roof of their mouth. When the ear heard, it called me blessed, and when the eye saw, it approved, because I delivered the poor who cried for help, and the fatherless who had none to help him. The blessing of him... Who was about to perish came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy, and I searched out the cause of him, whom I did not know. I broke the fangs of the unrighteous and made him drop its prey from its teeth. Then I thought, I shall die in my nest, and I shall multiply my days as the sand. My roots spread out to the waters with the dew all night long on my branches. My glory fresh with me, and my bow ever new in my, in my hand. Men listened to me and waited and kept silence for my counsel. After I spoke, they did not speak again, and my word dropped upon them. They waited for me as for the rain, and they opened their mouths as for the spring rain. I smiled on them when they had no confidence, and the light of my face they did not cast down. I chose their way and sat as chief, and I lived like a king among his troops, like one who comforts mourners. I'm going to stop right there because we're going to um, finish it. We're going to do one more. Um, I'm going to do another, uh, maybe one or two more episodes for Job. So Job's friends are trying to get him to admit he did a lot of things wrong. Um, they're accusing him of not helping the widow. They're accusing him of 
doing a lot of stuff that that just isn't true. And his friends are just getting frustrated with him, and they start accusing him of doing all this stuff. And he's like, I didn't do any of that. <clears throat> There's a lot of Job-type stories in ancient history. And all of these types of stories end with the guy saying, yeah, you know, you're right, I, I did all this, and then everything's fine. This is the only story where Job, the Job character doesn't compromise his his principles and he's blessed for it later on spoiler alert but you should probably already know that um <clears throat> anyways it's about 2 30 i'm going to do a little work and uh, now i'll go pick the spy and the king up then we pick up the namesake and come home because the Entrepreneur is got rehearsal after school till about four ish. So, oh, I love you, children. I miss you. You're a handful. But something told the other day. I watched a video where this this older couple said, "Eventually, your house is going to be silent, and all the toys strewn around aren't going to be there anymore." So. I gotta give you guys a little bit more grace because your kids. Not a lot, but definitely a lot more than I've been giving you. I'm sorry, I've been kind of harsh lately. I love you very much. Give your mom a call when you have the time just to say hi and that you love her. I love you guys. And everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. God bless. Feast, a call to give and to serve.